0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Alimi Talks podcast with your favourite host Abdul, back with another episode. Today we're joined by my very good friend Chibs. He's a cardiac physiologist. He likes to be called the heart man. <laughs> we go way, way back, um, all the way back to secondary school. So I've literally watched and seen and observed this young man um, on his journey. So definitely, definitely proud of what he's achieved and where he is today. I know he's got a lot to share with you guys. So I'm super, super excited. So without further ado, let's get active. Yes, bro. Big leans. How are you doing, bro?
1: I'm easy, man always
0: hey man it's been a long time coming man long time no see and <laughs> how you been how's your day
1: I'm easy man long Same day at work mode. we already know what a long day is man <laughs> long ass day man long ass day
0: hey that's great man <coughs> listen um as i already mentioned earlier to the audience um, mm. cardiac physiologist yeah. uh, you know we, we see what you're doing today but the whole purpose of today really is um mm. you know giving people an insight on your journey um how you got here you know the trials and tribulations. Um, Yeah, so I I think a good place to start would be just to give the audience a brief introduction on who you are. And yeah.
1: Where do I start? Uh, (laughs) Well, Chibs is, I'm not even going to speak about myself in the third person. That's very big headed of myself. Well, as you know, uh, audience may not know, I'm a cardiac physiologist. So on a day-to-day basis, I run diagnostics on people's um, heart to look at the overall function of the heart also looking at the structure of the heart as well. So those are just different disciplines within cardiology that I do on a day-to-day basis.
0: And what, what are your interests outside of work? Well, what does it look like?
1: I like You're to go gym, to the gym, yeah? man. I'm a gym, man, man, I really how know, you, man.
0: How many days a week? Hey, listen, listen, high listen, high
1: listen. Uh, a couple of years ago, it was about six days. It, can't six do days that. Six days a week, bro. Six days, man. Are you at like the nine to five? That's when I was a silly boy, man. That's so I was on the silly a boy. Free term. I, was on a, I was on a boy thing. Play play, thing. I don't have any time like that, so I've structured my days now. So I say about three to four days a week.
0: Nowadays. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. so what set routine and stuff.
1: Set routine, yeah. As they say. Corny statement. You, you know, feel to prepare, yeah. prepare to
0: fail. Yeah, and no, I, I feel you, I feel <clears throat> you. Okay, so bro, let's 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 take let's take take us through a history lesson now. Yeah. Where it started, because I'm assuming, you know, did you always knew you wanted to go into cardiac physiology? Or yeah. you kinda sort of found your way as you went along.
1: Do you know what's actually trick, funny? Trick, trick, I remember trick, trick. since I was young, I always used to say that I wanted to be an engineer. Whenever you would come to me, oh... An engineer? An engineer, bro. I didn't expect that. engineer, yeah. So I remember, uh, you know when you have... both yeah. Nigerian, right? You have your aunties and uncles. Oh, young man, what do you want to be? <laughs> I want to be an engineer. Yeah. I, I couldn't even spell engineer. Yeah. Didn't know what an engineer pertained mm. to, but all I knew is that I wanted to be an engineer. Yeah. Now, I remember... Uh, Probably in year 10. So uh, for those that don't know, we used to go to the same secondary school. (laughs) So um, I went on, remember work experience in year 10. Yeah. Two weeks, I remember uh, working for the local council doing civil engineering. And I think I just met uh, a a Debbie Downer that day. So literally she was just so pessimistic. Mm. Oh, the industry is not really big in the UK. da, 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 da. If you really want to make it big, uh you gotta go to France or US now to a 15 year old at the time. I'm thinking all I know is North London. All I know is London. So I was like, you know what? I don't know what to do. So based on Did so, you not
0: did you not probably think to maybe do some research to see what was up? No. There? So you no.
1: took her word for gospel? I took her word for gospel okay. and yeah, we'll get into that story and a, a little bit of things here and there later okay. on. But I thought to myself, you know, what's the next best thing that I'm good at now? This is year 10. We're doing our GCSEs. We've sat them. I'm pretty good at sciences. Yeah. Um, and it was effortless. I can't lie. I wouldn't revise, but I'd still get the good grades for the sciences, the biology, the chemistry, the You know,
0: the the exams we did in year nine. Yeah. Usually you revise the night before yeah, or a couple yeah. of days.
1: Yeah, yeah generally it. speaking, generally yeah. speaking, i will be revising, playing the PS2 free. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, cool. So, done that now. Um, and uh, for GCSEs, they triple science, uh, passed all of them, and so on and so forth. So I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to get into um, sciences. Okay, and, so you're playing to
0: your strengths, essentially. Playing to my strengths. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, I uh, went down that path. A-levels, that's another topic for, another, for later on today. A-levels didn't do too well. So my initial choice of biomedical sciences that I wanted to do didn't do too well and then um, I said okay what is the next best thing and I remember studying remember Mr. Corrigan mm. shout out to Mr. Corrigan mm. um, I remember when we study uh, anatomy um, two things used to fascinate me nephron um, physiology so that's to do with the, ch- uh, the kidneys and cardiac physiology to do with the structures of the heart so okay. those two always interested me about how things are so how the body so meticulous if one thing goes wrong, everything goes wrong. Domino effect within mm. the body. So it was cardiac physiology I ended up majoring in.
0: Okay, so, yeah. okay. And then, so you went through the A-level experience. Yeah. The, uni- the, your, the universities you initially wanted to go to, were, mm. they, were they the ones you end up getting accepted into?
1: No, they weren't. Okay. So A-levels, as I said, it was a funny story. Funny, at the time it wasn't. <laughs> so um, I remember at the, at the end of year 12, so that's the first year of uh, A-levels, I got three use, oh wow! So I got free use. I remember that at a stage they would even call me U cubed, you know. So I I wouldn't work. I, so literally, I w- I didn't work throughout like, the whole of year twelve. I was always just out and about. Um, I want to say partying, but I was just play play. That's all I was. That's all I was you get on.
0: What you put in, man.
1: Exactly, exactly. So I remember. Um, At the end of year twelve, I I think I really had to sit down with myself, and it sounds weird, but I was very reflective. And I said to myself, "You know what? These results are not a true reflection of me." So uh, at the time, I was I was sitting uh, biology, geography, Spanish, and um, business studies as a BTEC. Okay. Um, I dropped Spanish, so I passed Spanish in GCSE. I said to myself, "In A level, you haven't passed. You got a U. Fair enough. You got the GCSE." You know how to say Cómo te llamas, muy bien tu. Uh, you know how to speak a bit of Spanish. So I was like, you know what? Drop that. Focus on what you need to get to cool. get to university. Exactly. So I remember it was it was so weird having a having a meeting with the head of years at the end of year 12, going into year 13. It was like the matrix. That's all I can describe it as the matrix, the blue pill, the red pill kind of experience. Okay, here's the blue pill. You can then go into you can go into year 14, you can take it nice and easy. You can resit your exams at your own pace, or you can resit. You can go straight into year thirteen, but you got to resit your exams, bam, like that. So everything that you failed, you got to resit them now. All in one not, year. All in one year. We're not going to spread them out. And it, I said to myself, do you know what? I'm going to take that path. And a lot of people didn't at that time, but I myself said myself, included. Yourself included. And that's no, that's no shame about that. But I said to myself, you know. Um, I know what I can do. I know what I didn't do in year 12. And I said, you know what? You just got to work my ass off. So,
0: Would you say you were written off maybe like by your head of year or by your peers thinking?
1: Never. You can't do it? I think I was... So the head of years, they always present... They they will always present options for you. Okay. That's what they did. I think I was written off by my peers. You know, like the whole school mentality. huh? Ah, you cute. huh? Ah, you failed. Mm. But... I think there was, so, there was such a focus that I applied within that, that, um, that year that I was able to turn results that were essentially dead in the water to results that I needed to get into university. So, Okay, yeah. so <clears throat> you got over the hump, you got into university. Yeah.
0: What was the university experience like? How did you sort of juggle studies and maybe, you know, part leisure time?
1: <laughs> so first year of uni was very interesting. We'll just leave it like that. It was very interesting. Um, it was definitely a balance of leisure versus study.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One thing that I, I definitely took one year to get contr- to understand and get control of. Ooh. So after that first year of university, I then understood okay, this there's a fine difference between GCSEs. And university. So, levels and universities. There's levels to this. There's levels to this young boy. <laughs> Where to meet? So, um, and I realise a lot of the times it's like the, the higher you go, it's all on you. So. independence. It's all independent. So it's kind of like you can choose to go to university. You can choose to turn up to your lectures. You can choose to do the extracurricular reading. And one thing that our head of year would always say to us, and I think he really instilled this from us, and I, I'm grateful for that, um, is are you doing the three hours a night you remember that are you are you doing the three hours a night every single night and yeah. that's that's independent learning mm. so everything that you do within the confines of the institution of the school yeah that's fine and that can get you a, a given yeah that's a given that can get you a certain amount and in actual fact the teachers are obligated to give you that right um, but then he was saying the three hours a night, every single night, that was the minimum that had to be applied. So are you doing that? So with that, I carried that into my second year. So I started to realise, yeah, you can have your fun. And I, I, it's weird. I created a, uh, a reward system. I'm not going to rattle along for too long. But mm. I created a reward system. Do your, um, do your assignments, finish them on time, go and buy some crap. Going buy some trainers, going buy some shoes, get a nice haircut, going buy a tracksuit, going buy whatever. So it was a reward system. I, f- I feel like that mm-hmm. that instills discipline
0: to yourself. You know that if I do this, I get this. Definitely. So I feel I feel like that's really good because you're sort of setting a good habit for yourself. Yeah. Where that would obviously take you on sort of life after university as well. Hundred percent. So you, you you finished uni.
1: Yeah.
0: Talk us through what life we experience your experience. Um, of life after university, because I know mm. everyone sort of experienced something similar where yeah. you go to uni, you're really excited, you finish, and you're just sort of thrown in the deeper. How do I navigate mm. the adult world mm. now? Because I for myself personally, I thought I had entitled my entitlement mindset where a job's going to come today, yeah. going to me, it's gonna land on my doorstep. Yeah. Of course, I worked three years of hard work, I've got the qualification, I should get a job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I go in for a rude awakening. So Sorry, what was my you experience? Idea. What yeah. was your experience? So like, my experience
1: was exactly the same. Um, my industry working within the confines of the NHS there is a demand on us however to get your foot in the door is difficult but once your foot is in the door you can you can get jobs Mm. so I think the initial um, struggle is getting your foot in so I remember I graduated graduated with um, graduated with second class (laughs) honours graduated with second class honours um, and then I was applying for jobs, applying for jobs, applying for jobs. Uh, for, to, to,
0: when you say applying for jobs, tell us the specifics. What kind of job was were you looking for?
1: So it was, it was literally the entry level of a, of a cardiac physiologist. Okay. So the entry level of a cardiac physiologist. So Sorry, the, you to cut you
0: off, before mm, you carry on, I know you mentioned mm. it brief at the beginning. Can you give us another breakdown of what exactly a cardiac physiologist mm. is? Mm. So people can understand.
1: So when layman's term, a cardiac physiologist, we just run basically diagnostic tests on people. Uh, that look at the heart. So the most basic test that we do is an ECG. So, so what's an ECG? Electrocardiogram. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's an anagram, electrocardiogram. Yeah. So stickers on the chest, looking at the electrical activity of the heart over a 10-second period. Yeah. Now from there, it gets more and more advanced. So what I do on a day-to-day is echocardiograms. So that's using ultrasound to look at the structures of the heart, looking at valves, looking at blood flow, that sort of thing. Very technical.
0: Very technical. Yeah. Uh,
1: Will it back as yeah. you were saying um, when cool. you were sort of
0: um, um, specific roles you were looking to apply yeah.
1: for? So, I was looking for the so exactly that, like I explained, I was looking for the basic stuff. So, entry level, entry level, okay. I was looking for okay, I can do an ECG, I can do a um, monitor analysis, I can do XYZ. I'm not asking for the most basic, the, the more complex things I do on a day to day basis mm. now, four or five years into the industry. I'm asking for the basic stuff. So, I can't even remember. It was probably about five or six job interviews that I went through, and some of them didn't even reply. Some of them just said no. Some of them said, We are looking for more experience. And you're thinking to yourself,
0: I was studying for three years. Yeah, I was for way. Three years. This is where it never made sense yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Catch and 22. Exactly. And it's the whole thing of how I'm going to get experiences if you open your doors and let me in, essentially. Do you know what I mean? Um, so luckily, I think it got to it got to about July, August, and I said to myself, you know what? I need some money. Let's stop being a bum. So I went up to Lincoln. So Lincoln, for those that don't know Lincoln, probably my geography is not going to fail me, hopefully. Hopefully not. It's about north, never eat, northeast. Okay. So it's up north. It's about three hours away from London. Is it near Leeds? Leeds? I, I don't know because okay, I know it, it, for me, Leeds is far. Guess what? It's far. <laughs> it's far. So um, I worked there for a month. Um, it was. What were you a, doing up in Lincoln exactly? So I was doing the I was doing the basic stuff. So stuff of cardiology. Okay. okay? So like I said, I was in the ECGs, I was running a clinic by myself. You
0: were actually willing to travel three hours. Yeah. So was I stayed it every there every day, or you stayed? No, there? I stayed there. So I stayed okay. in uh,
1: hospital accommodation. So I was okay. there for month or so and I was really grateful for that opportunity because mm. that's what gave me my foot in, into the industry so um, from there I attended a job interview back in London while I was at while I was there and they accepted me for the job long story short I started working for that at my previous hospital for about 10 months and I was there uh, okay. just, just gradually building my portfolio up building my confidence uh, as an independent cardiac physiologist as well one thing that i actually realize is it's very different to in being a student because a student is, is afforded a lot of leeway mm. as opposed to yeah a you're independent yeah, you're a professional mm. you're independent so yeah you can actually be pulled up on some things you as, you should, as, you should, lives, as you should because you're dealing with people's lives you should so i
0: feel like you're like a lot you have a duty to people, yeah. exactly. Yeah,
1: there's a duty of care, as we mm, call it. That's it. So that's there's a duty I mean. of care. So um, that's one thing I learned over that 10-month period. And, yeah, I'm very, very grateful.
0: For me, I'm quite impressed because, mm. you know, some people like to stay, like, like to be comfortable. You know, as yeah. a major, you love company. But the fact that you were willing to go outside London, go the yeah. extra mile, just yeah. basically doing whatever it took, really, yeah. just to get your foot into the door. Yeah. And as you said, once you got your foot into the door things just started to fall in place. Exactly, exactly. Um, So talk us through the mindset Mm. because, again, like I said, some people don't have that kind of mindset. Where did yours come from? Like, you know what, by any means, I just need need a chance. I need an opportunity. How did you develop, how how did you get into that mindset?
1: I think that by any means, mindset is always, it's innate. It's in everybody, but I think circumstances trigger that. As a, so it triggers that and it's kind of like when people say fight or flight. Mm. Okay, are you gonna Are you gonna Are you gonna stick your head in the ground like an ostrich, mm. or are you gonna be like, you know what, let's go. This is this is the card that's been dealt to me. All right, let's deal with these cards. You know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. And uh, g- going back to, funny enough, what the head of year would always say. He there was one thing, one statement he would always say. Don't feel sorry for yourself. That
0: resonated with
1: me so much. So whilst whilst everyone can sit down and be like, oh, woe is me, Um, I don't know why it's happening like this, Uh, I don't have a job, I don't... Get off your bum, don't feel sorry for yourself. and start making these calls. Mm. It's not even let's see what we can do. Put yourself in the right position, do you know what I mean? Mm. Success is never... It's not by chance, it's very intentional. So the results that we achieve on a day-to-day is very intentional. You see, someone like a bodybuilder, someone that you see that's successful, that's someone that's been intentional yesterday. So the success of today is as a result of yesterday's intent. You know when people say there's an intent to supply, mm-hmm. you 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 supply today because there was an intent previous. Okay. So everything that you see, the the clothes that you're wearing today, the watch that you're wearing, what I'm, what we're doing, what we're doing now, yeah, is as a result of their once being intent. Absolutely. So and I feel
0: like what kind of surmise what you're saying is sowing the seed. Yeah. When she sow the seed, yeah, eventually yeah. the harvest time will come. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So. <clears throat> Now, you're set 10 months in. Talk us through career progression. So what Mm. is career progression like in
1: your field? So it can vary from place to place. Um, It can vary from place to place. It can vary from hospital to hospital. Typically, um, if you are put at a, in quote, prestigious place, uh, and why I say, in quote, what then... um, what then can can you use to quantify as a prestigious place? Okay. Potentially, the the amount of procedure that they do, the complexity of what they do. So if it's only a department that just does um, non-invasive things or the entry level of cardiology, progression will be, there will be progression naturally, but progression could be a bit more slower. Okay. Um, yeah. So typically, what you will do, you'll start off as a band five. And the it's NHS... NHS is, right? It's the okay. NHS. So you'll start off as a band five, and the NHS has a banding system. So start off as a band five, then you would work your way up to a band six, which, whereby you then become a senior cardiac physiologist. Okay. Um, of course, more responsibilities, more... work. Um, <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. Um, and then from there, you work towards an accreditation. Um, so you can either decide to work towards a pacemaker accreditation where you're implanting devices as part of a multidisciplinary team where you're working alongside a nurse, um, a radiographer and a a consultant cardiologist as well. Okay. Um, Or you can work towards an accreditation of the BSC, which I'm working towards, so the British Society of Echocardiography. Okay. Whereby it, it essentially stamps, you're verified. You can take pictures through ultrasound and you're verified. Wow. Okay, so, yeah.
0: that's a lot to
1: take
0: in. Yeah. Um, so talk us through your experience uh, mm. on a day-to-day. Like, maybe what are some of the, what have been some of the shocking things you've seen, mm. or some of the gratifying things you've experienced? Mm. Show us like the good and <clears throat> the good and not so good side of. Yeah.
1: Obviously. I think everything's good. Everything is a learning lesson. I'm, I'm not gonna sound. I'm gonna sound corny here. I don't care. But you know when people say, oh, is an L, bro? Is an L? Nah, it's a lesson, to be, to be mm. actually honest. So don't see it as a loss, see it as a lesson. So I think the most gratifying thing is when you've seen someone that's come to your department and they're essentially dead and you've been able to provide a procedure for them as part of that multidisciplinary team and they're thankful for it. I've, I've seen people die on the table. and they, Really? Essentially, yeah, I've seen people die on the table. They've been revived and they are... Grateful. They when are. you
0: first saw that, how like when you a bit shaken? Of well, course, I've, um, I can't imagine how. I'd react. Yeah.
1: So I've, I think the first time I witnessed, um, so I've been in a cardiac arrest before. Yourself? Of course, yes. personally. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not obviously not me dying. Oh, oh, but oh. I've been in a cardiac arrest where I've had to administer oh, CPR. Okay. On da, someone, da, okay. Okay. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that that was my first ever experience. That was when I was working at my first hospital, age twenty one patient died so that was
0: oh i remember you told me yeah we had a conversation yeah so you were really taken by because i was was, yeah wow yeah
1: yeah yeah. so that was my first experience within the industry Mm -hmm. Uh, i think that was my second week working at the the hospital Uh, thrown at the deep end exactly thrown right into the deep end single swim so i think that was my first experience with death i think you never get used to it you just get better at handling your emotions so you're a, bit mm-hmm. more, you're a bit more concise of what you do. You're a bit more concise of your emotions. Your, your actions are more thought through as opposed to, oh my gosh, I'm jittery. So I can be in a, I can be in a situation whereby I'm with my civilian friends. I'm not at mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. And there's a situation that's going on. My friends around me are panicking. I can just walk in very calmly and be like, oh, this is what we should do. Da, 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 da. So,
0: so would you say you, you kind of learn to emotion, be emotionally detached then?
1: I wouldn't say emotionally detached, but emotionally in control as a result. That was a
0: bloody good answer. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I really so like that. emotionally like that. detached,
1: but emotionally in control. Because yeah. a lot of the times, I've, I've said this to you before, you, you'd remember, emotion is... So the, the thing behind emotion is energy, mm. right? I know you have to sound quirky, oh my gosh, stones, and no. But... <laughs> It's you have you have the energy, but you've fed it into emotion. Now, as a result, you can then manifest anger, you can then manifest fear, you can then manifest but if I have the energy, I'm gonna put my energy, so my kinetic energy, my moving, I'm gonna put my energy into doing something that productive that's beneficial for this patient right as opposed to oh my gosh oh, oh do you know what i mean right yeah so that's what i think a lo- what separates a lot of people that work in the industry as opposed to people that lo- don't work in the industry yeah. if that makes sense mm-hmm. a lot of the times you probably see on a hobby city oh my gosh uh, Tez is dying oh my god do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. but you see when people like the ambulance crew when they're coming in they're very concise they're very concise they know what they're doing i need this i need that there's no jargon mixed in with it it's just I know what I want I'm going straight in for it so I think that's what working in the industry has given me to be honest stability of emotion
0: mm, and mm. I'm assuming you've translated, you translated that into other facets or areas Very, of your life
1: it's all you know what it's all transferable skills mm. definitely mm. definitely amazing
0: mm. uh, speaking of the NHS um, as we were, we were all aware of what happened last year with the yeah. lockdown and everything whilst everyone was at home on furlough or some people redundant you were probably on the front lines I had the short straw. Working. So talk us through that experience, because mm. I'm assuming obviously that was unprecedented times. Mm. So how was it like for you? I'm assuming the demands were high, mm. you know, a lot of things to do. You may have to, you may remember instances where you had to work in other departments because yeah. you were short-staffed.
1: Yeah. So just take us... Take yeah, us so I had to, I got redeployed at one stage to another department. I'm now learning a new skill um, as a clinical engineer. So imagine, wow. so the whole engineering thing has come, come back full circle. Full circle. Imagine wow. I wanted to be an engineer, wow. bam, didn't become an engineer, then yeah. bam, COVID has maybe an engineer for a month or so. So that was an interesting um, time, interesting in quote. Um, then when I went back to my department, it was just oh, referrals through the roof. Oh, we need this scan, we need this scan, we need this scan, this patient, whatever. So it was very, very busy. Um, Did you feel overwhelmed? Personally, I didn't feel overwhelmed, no, no, because there's only I think for myself there's only so much that you can do, and I think when you when you try and overstretch yourself, it then affects your the quality of care that you deliver, you know. So it, I think I yeah guess, it comes to
0: the mindset. I yeah. feel like you've learned to train your mind, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and as I'm sure you're, some some people who worked in any chest may have felt overwhelmed. Mm. How was it like probably see like you know how you've always been in a calm state? How was it like kind of seeing maybe your Colleagues just in a state of a state of panic. How, how did you? How, how was that for you?
1: I think for myself, I I, I just had to thank God, to be honest. That I chose peace, peace, Yeah, mm. chose peace over over chaos. Mm. You know, I think it's finding the calm within the chaos. You know, mm. um, it's so easy to just be panicking and fearing yeah. like everyone else was doing, um, and I think. There was, a, there was a, a statement that I was in living my life, and based on that at the time, I was like, faith over fear, man. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I have a duty of care to deliver to these patients. I'm not going to run away from them. I'm just going to take my precautions as an NHS professional. So I'm going to wear my mask. I'm going to clean down these machines. But um, I'm not scared. Mm. Mm i would you say the most rewarding
0: <clears throat> thing the most rewarding thing about your career is essentially technically saving people's lives because cause as we know life starts and starts with the heart yeah and
1: that's yeah. what
0: you're specializing in yeah what would you say that's probably the most one of the most rewarding
1: thing about what you do hundred percent hundred percent um yeah i'm to be honest I'm short for words to even describe the feeling that you see with as i said before, seeing someone that's almost dead essentially yeah. dead yeah and then they're coming out, they're fine. You're having a conversation with them. Nothing even, ever happened. Having a little chin wide, as <laughs> Um And they're fine. Is exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, they're they totally sorted. So yeah. yeah, it's very rewarding.
0: Yeah. So switch gears now. I, you know, mm. we've got each other on social media. Yeah. I've seen that. I've actually seen you've actually featured on some uh, uh, a few. Oh, have you? Medical, medical. Uh, what's it? Insta pages. Yeah. Uh, so clearly, you are being you're you're getting the recognition you deserve for the work you do. Mm. So talk us through that. How does it feel to pe- like people recognise you for what you do? I, 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 I feel like because you're a healthcare professional, mm. you're kind of held to a certain regard. Mm. You know. Because health is health is health is wealth, right? I don't think it's.
1: Really it's I, I would not say per se. It's it's what I deserve. Okay. I think it's it's, it's shedding light on an industry um, that a lot of people are unfamiliar with. Okay. Now a lot of the times, um, statistics even show I don't have any to hand, but statistics actually show the industry is dominated by women, because a lot of the times in the guys from our area, the areas that we we've, we've grew up in, yeah. they. Either see themselves as one of one of two things: either a footballer and a rapper. Uh, do you understand? So, anything other aside from that, they can't see themselves. They can't fathom I it. Yeah. So I All remember right. when I was even given a talk at. Uh, I think this was late 2019, before the whole lockdown and social distancing. I was given a talk at um, in in person, and I had a young boy come up to me and said, "Seriously, so how long do you have to study?" Duh, 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 duh. And everything that he was. He he fought. I was able to, I was able to correct that mindset because he 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 held me in this esteem. But in actual fact, I'm very I'm very much close to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think a lot of the times, why people go into industries per se like being a rapper or being a footballer is because that's what's all in their face. Do You right. understand? Yeah. So the only reason why I think that. Why, why I'm even happy about being featured on pages like that is that it's, it's pushing a different narrative. You can be from a certain background and you can work in an industry, aside from being a footballer, aside from being a, a rapper. Mm-hmm. That's what's pushed on us by the media. To be so, honest. Everywhere we look. And, and in, in actual fact, I don't, it's, pushed on us, it's pushed on us by, uh, by the media, but it's, it's our demographic, who yeah. we, who we, where mm-hmm. we grew up. Who we have in an amount amongst ourselves. Yeah. For example, when we were growing up, we wouldn't talk about, Oh my gosh, have you heard of Dr. so and so and so? We would talk about, Oh my gosh, have you heard the, have you heard someone like gigs? Have you seen, do you know what I mean? (laughs) So have you heard of gigs? Have you heard of um, a basketball player like LeBron James Mm. or da 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 da? -da 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 So we would aspire to be, do you understand? So we'd aspire to be footballers or sportsmen and women. Um, or or rappers or people within the music industry but remember like in a body there's only certain amount of positions for that you know and I think the rap scene the rap game man this is not even this is not link up TV this is not Jerome Daily, and we're not going to take it there but I think that industry is oh so saturated as well as like everyone can't be a footballer no they can't yeah unfortunately
0: Mm.
1: unfortunately yeah you may have a banging shot bro you may be good at free kicks, but unfortunately, that you're that not going to make, make it. it yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's an opportunity now for you to be like, you know what? I'm actually better at this, you know? Mm. I'm actually better at this. I'm not going to do the norm, you know? Mm. The norm is to go and kick ball. And I'm, not say, and I'm not saying that just to now destroy a lot of people's dreams of becoming a footballer. But, but so I feel like what you're probably trying to say correct me mm, from mind, is that it's yeah. okay to keep it as a hobby. Exactly. It's okay to keep it as a hobby and one, and two, not everyone is going to be that. Mm. But hey, in actual fact, it's like the beaten path. That's a beaten path. We know mm. what a football is going to be like. We know age 30, you're going to retire. We know as a rapper, you're going to sell X amount of albums. You're going to do the most you can be is a Jay-Z. Now, Jay-Z is big. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Now, jay He's is in is a now, rare space, yeah, bro. He's a it. Yeah, of course. And um, we're not going to... We're not going to... We're not going <laughs> to talk down on Hove. Yeah. Cool. But we don't have enough, in quote... Jay-Z's in different industries. The, exactly that. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough Jay-Z's in the NHS. I see what you mean. We don't have enough Jay-Z's in XYZ. And remember, Jay-Z now... When was the last album we saw him put out? You don't need to, bro. Exactly. He's but, got he's he's delved into other areas. Exactly. But, and you know, his music's he,
0: still making him money.
1: Exactly that. Exactly that. So I think a lot of the times people think in an industry it's just gonna hold them down. But no, you can be a Jay-Z of an industry. You mm. can be an industry mm. leader. Well
0: like everything just links back to the mind, man. Once you know, once the mind's correct Precisely. and you know what you're doing, you can navigate the world.:
1: very, very well. Precisely.
0: Great man. So I wanna I wanna um, mm. expand on something you mentioned about you know you you had a, uh, a young boy who came up to you yeah. and you sort of you know you, you kind of corrected his mindset. Yeah. So you know I'm aware like especially with what happened last year, mm. I feel like the healthcare has gotten a lot of attention and popularity. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm pretty sure a lot of um, young upcoming boys and girls are mm. probably looking to go into the healthcare industry. Whether mm. it's you know there's so many. Um, careers you can go into because the healthcare industry is very vast yeah. so for people out there who are probably interested in cardiology as yourself mm. what would you say the necessary, the necessary steps um, they need to take mm. to obviously you know walk the path you've taken study hard maybe, maybe starting from obviously yeah.
1: um, subject choices as well yeah. study hard definitely given um, <laughs> it's a given yep yeah. sorry not sorry study hard um for your GCSEs, and I don't know how it works now. Yeah, uh, things have changed, man. Hey, I'm not trying to give away my age, but I the last time I did GCSEs was <laughs> donkey years ago. So um, I'd say put yourself in the right position to get onto courses like that. So you're, you're looking at your sciences, in particular biology. Um, of course, now in 2021, I don't know how it's graded, but when we were in school, it's about 10, for GCSEs, about a star to see um, mm. level. Yeah. So I don't know what that would be in 2021, the equivalent yeah. of that, but you would look towards that. Um, I would say it's not imperative, but try and, try and get some work experience
0: just before you get it. I would it. say it is imperative nowadays, bro, because... Where... Before university, you'd say? Okay, but your, your chances are probably less likely because either mm. your age is against you yeah. or people nowadays are not interested in giving experience they Mm. just want
1: people to you know
0: but I mean yeah I guess if you can why not
1: Yeah, why not why not yeah Um, and yeah I think I think it's those two okay Uh, try and get experience if you can't it's not really an issue per se um, okay. especially before university but it'll be a bonus but yeah. it's fine so what, what kind of revision tactics would you say for, for those who are doing the A-levels yeah. would you encourage
0: or implore people to adopt that's probably helped you because I feel like with, with healthcare industry um, careers it's very technical mm. so you have to be in your P's and Q's
1: mm. I'm, I'm going to advise but I'm not going to advise because I know people study and learn differently correct however my, for myself I'm very visual I'm a, very, I'm a visual learner but I'm also hands on as well so how I, I how I also learned as well is if I've read it in a textbook and I've gone over it again and again like a mantra, I would then need to speak in front of someone like yep. yourself and yep. be like, okay, let me explain to you how the cardiac cycle works. Exactly that. Let me explain to you how this, yeah. So that's how I learned as well. I learned through teaching. I remember, you know, Mister yeah. Corrigan in yeah. our biology. I think he said, if you, if you can remember the stories, it's teach st- it to someone else. Yeah. tell someone
0: else. You then you know it, you know and they it. and they understand as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, hundred percent. I just got a flashback. So yeah. so that's how, and I just got a flashback as well because I yeah. completely forgot about it, and yeah, I I, and I realized that's why I would do that. I even still do that t- till today. Mm. So some people say I waffle, but I don't mm. care because I'm mm. learning.
0: and You're learning too. No, that's great, man. <laughs> yeah. um, so. Uh, last couple of few questions. What's next for Chibs now?
1: Mm. Career-wise. Career-wise. I would say climbing to the top, in quote, within the the premises of cardiac physiology. Um, Would you be looking to go
0: private at some point? Because you're currently NHS. A lot of people feel like NHS is a bit... Mm. The growth opportunity Mm. is not really... Plentiful of per se. Some people can okay. end up finding
1: themselves working there for the next ten years with yeah. no progression. That's a potential. Should so be considered private. Private or locoman? Private is a potential. Locomin is a potential. Uh watch this space. <laughs> um it's uh, there's a lot of potential of course. Uh you never want to stagnate yourself. You never wanna just think, okay, well, that's it, life is done. Um and I'm just here until my pension. No. Um I believe you create the opportunities you know mm. Uh, mm. you've got to think outside the box you've got to think outside of the system so I think that's what's on the horizon okay. he or okay. she who has ears
0: no 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 that's, that's, mm. that's, that's a great advice mm. um, and lastly as you already know or if you don't know mm. um, I ask every guest that features on my channel three advices um, they would give the audience mm. um, it can be career related general life related just three mm. things that probably you,
1: that your, your core values mm. consistency now, looking at me, you see muscles. You're looking at big limbs, abdul, <laughs> you see muscles. That's a result of consistency. So you've yeah. got to be consistent with whatever you do. Um, yeah. You've got to be consistent. I was going to say something. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two, stability of mind. Now... I like that. Yeah, stability like of that. mind. Because when everyone... Everyone's not going to see what you see. And it's okay. But... You've got to remember that what you see, you've now got to translate what you see in your head to physical now. Do you know mm. what I mean? Um, even when people are saying, oh, I don't know what he's doing. He's wasting his time. He or she's wasting her, his or her time. You've got to be stable in mind. To be, you've got to be stable in mind. And that refers back to the consistency I was speaking about before. Being consistent, having a stable mind to then follow through with what you've done. And three, be a finisher of a project. So these all three interlinked, interlinked with each other. Stability of mind, being stable with what you've said, what you've set out to do and what you've set out to become in life. Having the consistency, having the same, so having the consistency, the same energy that you had when everything was nice and rosy. It's not always going to be rosy, it's life. It's going to get bumpy. Have that consistency. And being a finisher of a project. What you've said that you set out to do. Make sure you 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 translate. It. Make sure you make that come about.
0: I like I like the fact. Mm. One thing that what I like is that they all are linked together. They have to be. One cannot stand without the other. Not at all. So that's some great advice, guys. Mm. I hope you I hope you're listening to that. I hope you're taking notes. Um, and any final words from you, bro? anything i'm just
1: grateful to be featured on uh a a, a, a long a long long time come on (laughs) bolo boys my boy thank you i'm I'm grateful to be featured on the on on the the youtube channel man i've seen it where it's grown from and onwards and upwards you would also know exactly what we're saying today it's about obviously being progressive in mind and Mm. obviously you've raised it from where it is now okay cool how can we even make this bigger and better? So mm. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful you, for bro. being part of part of the journey. You that, bro, bro. And I've seen I've seen where you've grown from. You've seen where My I've grown bro. from. Come on, bro. My bro. They were, they were <laughs> we were going for the stage, but we didn't have bids, oh, man. bro. We, we didn't have oh, muscles. I mean, like them I was like, we were at the bottom of the yeah, list. I mean, they so... They yeah. like, so,
0: um, yeah. I feel like this is probably why we're still friends to this day, because yeah. as we've grown... I don't know about you, but as I've grown older, I've realized I'm not sort of friends with the same people I started off with. Yeah. I feel like what's kind of yeah. held our friendship together is that we're always consistently evolving and growing
1: yeah. Yeah. in yeah. mind, yeah. Yeah. physical, yeah.
0: everything, all yeah. assets. Yeah. So, bro. Yeah.
1: To the future man. Come on, Broski. Love. Come Bro- on, on, man.